Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Bring It On Podcast. I am Erin. I am your host. I might be a bit crazy, sometimes obsessed, a little bit overdramatic probably sometimes, but hey, I'm passionate about what I believe in, and I'm not scared to speak it out loud. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. So, that being said, let's go. If you guys were sitting here right now, you would think I was totally fucking mad. It's fine. Happy Thursday. Um, it is November 17th. Holy crap. It is November, people. We are like rolling right up on Thanksgiving. So what are you thankful for today? I am thankful that... Um, oh, what am I thankful for today? I am thankful for this little bit of technology that's currently kicking my ass. <laughs> What am I, why, why do I say this? Why do I say this? Why do I say this? Because I am sitting here trying to video record this podcast as I'm recording this podcast. And for somebody that is not like super adept at video, um, it's kind of a struggle. So I was having some issues with like, I'm hearing myself in my headphones, which is if you're watching this video, which I'm sorry. <laughs> um, then, like, you can see I have my headphones on my head so I can hear. And it also helps drown out the noise if there's any background noise because I get distracted. Like, y'all know, like, the squirrel is, like, rampant in my brain. They're on speed and they're at a fucking rave. So the squirrels run wild. And when you put video recording into um, this whole mess, it just makes it a whole whole different thing because I am not that skilled at this so like you can't be afraid to suck and this right here is um don't be afraid to suck because that's just embrace it do hard shit right do stuff that scares you I don't like being on camera (sighs) but here I am so okay we are what how many days away Thursday like shit are we a week a week we're like a week from Thanksgiving See, now you'll see that you get to actually witness and visually, if you watch this video, um, you get to see the confusion and the squirrel just like, oh my God, manifest itself. And you can probably hear my phone sitting over here vibrating. My email is blowing up and it's driving me nuts. I should have put this in the other room. Okay, so I'm going to break shit. Coming into Thanksgiving. We did not record yesterday, although we were both here yesterday. Danielle and I were both here yesterday, and um, we are slackers, and we did not record WTF. I know. You're shocked. Sit down, Martha. It'll be okay. Um, I'm always fucking late. God, why am I? I'm just a mess, you guys. This is real life. This is just real life. Like, we were here all day yesterday, and I'm like, yeah, we should record a podcast is what I kept thinking. It's like, yeah, we should record a podcast. And we should have done it like on video too, but I did it. So here I am right now by myself with my, oh, over here, my cross country skis in the background. See that? Oh, see, you know, you like see it on the screen. <laughs> Trying to do that is like, it feels weird because you're looking at it and watching myself on my screen 
and uh, trying to make that. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So hi, how's it going today, everybody? We are T minus one week from Thanksgiving. Do you got your shit together yet? Are you hosting? Um, are you traveling? Are you um, going to like massively clean your house this weekend like I am because we are hosting Thanksgiving at my house? Pray for me. It'll be fine. And now my phone is ringing. Oh my gosh. It's Joy. Joy, I'll call you back later. Okay, anyways, if you are hosting, um, I'm curious as to what everybody is like, what your Thanksgiving traditions are. I'm really curious. We are going to try something new this year. And, and why not? Why not try something new on the day that everybody's going to be at your house and try something you've never tried before? Be adventurous. Be adventurous, people. We are going to attempt to make a sweet potato pie. Um, I am, I was born and raised in Iowa. Eric was born and raised in Iowa. We are not Southerners. So, like, I'm curious as to how this is going to turn out. It could be great. It could be a total disaster, but like whatever, it will be what it will be. But we are going to try making a sweet potato pie and I'll have to like give you a review after we're done with it because it might suck <laughs> and that's okay because like if it sucks, it sucks. What are you going to do? Throw the fucking trash. Who cares? Move on. Move on. All right. So Thanksgiving, um, what are some of our uh, traditions? Usually we do like Friendsgiving the night before. Does anybody else do that? Go out to the bar, get completely smashed, and you're hungover all day the next day for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we probably don't really do that much anymore. But um, if you are doing that, please be safe out there. Have a DD or call somebody for a ride. Don't be dumb. As Lord knows, we've all done enough dumb shit in our lives. And if we've gotten lucky so far, um, probably shouldn't push that luck. So um, what else? We do, we do, Eric and I, this is how we do turkey, right? We smoke one and we bake one because not everybody likes smoked meat, but I'm telling you what, smoked meat is a way to go. So we will smoke a turkey and then we will bake a turkey in the oven the traditional way. So that's what we do, um, you know, kind of the normal stuff. And we are giving go at making a pecan pie and we'll see how that goes too. <laughs> Lots of firsts for us this year at Thanksgiving. So, um, so good family. I hope you're prepared. Worst case scenario, we throw it on some steaks and call it a day. No, for real. The turkey is always good. We've done that before. But like the pies, eh, I mean, there's ice cream in the freezer. So worst case scenario, we'll be fine. Um, what I wanted to talk about today was I watched, and this is something that I've been working towards and thinking about and like incorporated it into my life and my the people that I help coach and train um more trying to get a mindset shift into thinking about their health and wellness and fitness and stuff like that right that's kind of like some of what I do is fitness and nutrition training so the more I work with people the more, you know, it becomes a cycle. Well, it's a psychological thing too, right? There's so much stuff that's up here in your head. And if you can get out of your head, it makes things a little bit easier in um, breaking old habits, creating new habits, 
understanding why we do the things we do and why when we make certain changes that these changes don't have to be super drastic to have a drastic impact in our health and our fitness, right? So um, Danielle was on um, a live this morning with Mandy McClary. She's Pastor Mandy. She is a super sweet lady. And she moved to Jessup, I think she said a year and a half ago. And she has joined the studio here, Holistic Hippie. And she's done some hit classes and spin classes. And she actually, was it last week? She brought her daughter to one of my spin classes. And um, it's kind of overwhelming at first when you go to a spin class because it's loud. The, you know, you're, you're working hard. Everybody in there is sweating their ass off. And it's, it's a lot of fun. But it can be a little bit overwhelming. The class wasn't full, so that's good. So she didn't have like a whole room full of people. So that's kind of like when you go your first time. If it's a smaller class, that's kind of not a bad thing. And um, at the by the end of it, she was like not really looking like she was working that hard. And <laughs> so we're like, hey, maybe you need to adjust this and adjust this and whatever. And then then I think it kind of clicked, and she was understanding what we were talking about. But in their conversation this morning, they were talking about, you know, there's a lot of people, like, if you look around, you go outside, look around, and see people, right? You, you watch people walk up and down the street, or you see people at the grocery store, or in the gas station, or wherever you're at, right? We have a problem in our society of being unfit and unhealthy. We all know it. We all see it. It's a battle we face. And it's a personal battle that we have, each of us, right? The vast majority of people are not fit and healthy. And I'm not saying skinny. So let's throw that shit right out the window right now is we're not talking skinny. We are talking strong. We are talking capable. We are talking healthy, able to, you know, do physical things that you want to do and that you need to do physically capable. Okay. And I heard somebody say, who was it? Oh, I remember Dr. Gabriella Lyon. Um, she is, I should have looked anyways, if you, gosh, I don't know what her title title is, but she's a very intelligent woman. She said, don't, we don't have an obesity problem. We have, um, an under muscled problem. And it kind of stopped me in my tracks for a second. I'm like, damn, she's so right. If you think about it, Like, look at us. Look at us as a general population in society. We have had, for so many years, an obsession with being skinny. Like, look at the supermodels walking up and down the runways. I mean, if you're female, there is no getting around that uh, comparison. Like, you look at this on a magazine or you look at this on your TV screen and you, you can't help but compare yourself to that, that like perfect image of and perfect body image and we all know that the that 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 image is something that is extremely difficult to attain most of them a lot of them are not healthy they are mm, not ideal okay it might look pretty on the screen and it might look pretty and beautiful and perfect on a magazine. But dude, I'm here to tell you, like I can make anybody look that good in Photoshop. Trust me, I can. I've done it. 
And so like that perfect, you know, flawless, you know, perfectly shaped woman that we're all just like bombarded with is not for most people is not reality. And some people are just genetically blessed to be thin. And, you know, honestly, maybe they're not even the blessed ones because they are thin. Maybe they struggle with being able to put on muscle and be strong. Maybe that's, you know, a problem for them. So this is kind of an all, all different types of issue. But the vast majority, I mean, we have over 50% of our population in the United States is obese. That's fucking terrible. That's terrible. Now, I am not one to like strictly adhere to that, um, the BMI, you know, that table that's got your height, your weight, and then your, your desired whatever for your um, body weight. I, meh. Is it a guide? Yes. Can it be helpful? I think so. But being obsessive about that, I think is really fucks with our heads. So like we can totally get into our head about that number on the scale. And one of the things that the people that I coach and the people that I work with is like we always start with a weigh-in, right? You have to have a starting point. Just because you have this number and you want it to be here or you want it to be here or whatever or up here if, you're, if you want to gain, just because that number is there does not dictate like your overall health. When I moved back home in 2009, I was under the most stress I have ever experienced in my life. And I lost a shit ton of weight. I am five, eight and a half. And I came home weighing 135 pounds. I looked like I was starving myself, basically is what I looked like. My cheeks were sunken. My eyes were sunken. My, I mean, I walked around with bags underneath my eyes. And it was just, I was skinny. Like I could fit into a size four, but I was not healthy. And my energy level was garbage. My strength was fucking bleh. The only reason I was as strong as I was is because I grew up farm kid and I've always had to do physical labor and physical work. So like I've always been kind of strong, but that number, I thought, wow, this is really awesome. I was kind of excited about it at first. But then, you know, I would see pictures of myself and I did not look good. I did not look healthy and I did not look, well, it was bad. It was bad. And I stepped on the scale well, yesterday and I was 156.6 or something like that. So I'm like, what, 20 pounds heavier than what I was when I moved back home. And I look way better now than what I did then. And it's not, it's not just about aesthetics. I feel better. I have more energy. I am so much stronger. Like if somebody asked me to go run five miles in 2009, when I moved back home, I don't know if I could have run 500 yards, let alone five miles. I can throw my shoes on right now and go out and run 10 and be fine. Not then. It's a whole different ball game. So my focus is when I work with people, is on gaining strength and gaining um, flexibility and gaining energy and gaining better quality of life. So it's not about that number on the scale. It is just one single metric. 
the reason why we use this one single metric is because you have to have a starting point. In your weight loss journey or weight gain journey or whatever it is, whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're working on, and even maintaining, you, you need some sort of base starting point. And then you can work from there. Because if you don't know where you're starting from, if you can't pinpoint, okay, you got to mark this down where we're starting at. Okay, that's our starting point. And you got to go from, you know, this point and you're going to work and you're going to work and work and work and work and work. And you're going to just, that's the process. So we use that as a starting point to get our numbers initially set. I'm struggling with this shit. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm accidentally hitting my mic because I'm moving my hands around because I talk with my hands and like I set the camera so that you really didn't see my hands so much. <laughs> oh my god, I'm such a dip. It's great. Uh, this is just who I am. Um, I'm weird. So anyways, back to my topic. <laughs> oh dear. So it's a mindset shift. So a lot of what I do is is like training your mind and it's it's mental training not just physical training and nutritional training it's mental training because if you don't change how you think about this process and where you want to go and your goals if you're just like micro focused on one thing it makes it really difficult to achieve what you really want so like if you're just focused on i want to lose 50 pounds but you're not looking at what you're gaining, then you're basically self-sabotaging. So we want to look at, and this is a lot of what I coach and what I talk about with my people, is like we, our target is to, is strong over skinny. Fuck skinny, I wanna be strong. I wanna be able to pick my kids up and run across the room with them if I want to. I want to be able to carry in 50 pounds worth of groceries in one trip because I ain't about making two trips. I know you know what I mean. <laughs> That's a thing. I am that crazy person that like packed that fucking tote up. I use the big 30, the big rectangular 31 totes. That's what are my grocery bags. And I am not scared to put heavy shit in there because I can lift it. And I don't want to make more than like one trip. So like I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to carry it all in. And in one trip, is it going to make me break a sweat for a second? Yep, but I'll be damned if I'm going back out freezing my ass off for another trip. <laughs> is that so dumb? It is not dumb. And I know I am not the only one that is like that. So just like judge if you want and you can shut up. It's fine. I don't care. Oh, crap. All right. Now I'm dumping my drink all over my hand. You know, you just ever have one of those weeks that you just make a fucking mess out of everything. That's me this week. It's fine. It's fine. It's, everything's fine. It's a dumpster fire, but it's fine. So um, the mindset shift. If you can, it's great to hit your, your target weight, but what are you going to do? What, what next? Say you hit your target weight on the scale. Say my goal is like 150 or something like that. And you hit your target weight and you're still not happy with the way you look. Then what? Now what are you going to do? What do you really want? So it makes a big difference if you think about those things, like what you really want, what your your end goal is, what you want, you know, to look at the mirror and look at yourself in the mirror and see. What do you want to see 
when you get to your goal? Do you want to see just some skinny rail? Or do you want to see somebody who looks capable? I don't know about you, but like, I'm pretty set on looking like a badass. Like, um, somebody's going to think twice before they, you know, cause a problem because I look like I'd kick their ass. That's what I want. I don't know about you. Maybe it's just me, but that's, I mean, that's kind of what my target is. So, you know, I, I have this thing in my head and Danielle, I told Danielle, I'm like, we need to put savages built here on the front door. And that is on the to-do list here, like right directly is soon you will see there will be a vinyl that says savages built here on our front door, because that is what our goal is. We want to build strong, capable people. Doesn't matter if it's man, doesn't matter if it's woman, doesn't matter if it's kids. Because you know, I train kids too. And that's something we've talked about as well, is like expanding into more um, strength and conditioning with kids. I added it this year with my soccer team. And, you know, yeah, they fuck around a lot, but really... Even if it's just like, even if they're only doing it like 70%, they're still, that's 70% more of than what they were doing before. Even if they're only doing half of it, like half, half-heartedly. And they loved it. They wouldn't admit it at first, but then like after a while, they really got to enjoy it because we would crank up the music and I would do stations with them. That way it's short periods of time that they're doing one move. It doesn't have to be all together because if you leave them in one big group and they're, you're trying to do like a group workout and they're all together, oh my God, <sighs> Ooh, trying to do yoga with a bunch of eight to 10 year olds, uh, like 18 of them. Oh, Lord help me. <clears throat> it was interesting. And my patience is really, I'm like, I'm, I'm the hard ass coach. I'm the one that makes them run suicides. And so is Bree, who is the other mom that coaches with me for our girls soccer team, our 11U soccer team here. And, um, she's a hard ass with me. So <laughs> she's not the like nicey, nicey thing. And neither am I. But like, we want these girls to learn how to be savages. They need to learn how to go out there, be tough, and they want to win. They're not just like, we're not the, the everybody gets a, a trophy thing. That's not the way life works. We teach them real life. This is the way it's going to be. So you may as well learn how to handle it now when you're young. That way you've got practice going forward in real life. Because once you get out there, man, that real world, that's just brutal. And it will eat you up if you let it. So we want to train them to be savages now. And when it comes to, I use that word savages and people are like, oh my God, but think about it. It's controlled. These are, if you are, what, how, what does that saying go? I would rather be a savage in a garden and then versus the gardener in a war. And that's, that's it. Life is war. Pretty much. If you strip it down to that. Every day we battle something and there's always things that are difficult, you know, in work, in family and being able to have the resilience to go and do what you need to do, accomplish what you need to accomplish and not totally completely fall apart and be a bawling pile of fucking blubbery mess in the corner 
you know, nobody wants that. Okay, well, hold, hold the fuck up. Let me, let me, um, there are a lot of people right now that are like that. I'm not training. Oh my God, I got some marble. <laughs> I am not training. We are not training these kids that we work with to be a bunch of wusses. That, it, that's just not it. That's not, it's not going to help them in life. Oh, you're doing a great job. Well, yes, I'm, yeah, it, being encouraging and coddling are two different things. You can be encouraging and push people at the same time. You can be an adults, kids, doesn't matter. Like, you can pump them up and push them and, you know, encourage them at the same time. Berating them is, you know, obviously going to be detrimental to their, their um, confidence Oh my gosh, my eyeballs. I'm having issues. Hey, welcome to real life. Whoa. <laughs> I kind of wish Danielle was here. She would be laughing her ass off at me right now. <sighs> Anyways. We don't, I don't want them to be wimps. I want them to be, I want them to be able to control that savagery and unleash it when they need it. And be able to know when that time is and when the time is not. So that's part of, you know, that's a fine line and that we have to walk. And as adults, we've experienced, you know, different situations where maybe we went a little overboard or maybe we're, we're too soft on something or someone or some situation and it bit us in the ass. It's part of learning. It's part of learning. So like, you know, I talk about the kids and the kids I coach if you have kids, like, what are you teaching them? What are your habits teaching them? Because, I mean, you know, they always say, do <laughs> the whole mindset of parenting of do as I say, not as I do is bullshit because it's true. Because our kids do what we do. Our kids see what we do. Monkey see, monkey do, right? They are going to do what we do. And if we are eating garbage, sitting on our asses, doing nothing, watching TV, drinking excessive amounts, and just doing overall crap, treating our bodies like crap, we're not training, we're not eating healthy. What the hell do we expect our kids to act like? I mean, really? So what kind of example are you setting for your kids? That is the whole basis of why I do what I do and why, why I have continued to do what I do. I mean, initially it was purely selfish. Initially it was like, oh fuck, I'm broken. I'm like seriously broken, physically broken because I have neglected my physical health so badly. And that was my wake up call. When I fell and I snapped that hip apart, I broke my hip. That was, that was my wake up call. I've talked about it a couple different times and it like, that was it for me. And that was when I realized like, man, I got to get my shit together. Because if something happens like that again, I might not be so lucky. I might not go back together with pins and needles or rods and screws basically is what it was. But I might not be so lucky. And it was so difficult to rehab from that. I didn't want to ever be there again. Fear is a great driver. I mean, uh, we've witnessed that for the last like what, three years? Mm -hmm. Fear is a great motivator. 
So if you are someone that says, ah, I just need some motivation. Aaron, I need you to kick me in the ass. Listen. Listen. I can motivate you all day long. But if you are not disciplined enough to show up for yourself, then I'm fucking wasting my breath. And I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting your time. You have to decide. You have to decide when enough is enough. And sometimes that's what it takes. It takes it, that's it for a lot of us. You reach a point where you're so frustrated, you're so pissed at yourself, you're just, you feel like shit, you look like shit, and you're just like, you wanna go cry in a fucking corner. Don't do that. Because don't eat your feelings, don't cry in a corner, don't pour me, pour me this bullshit because ain't nobody got you there but you. Were there circumstances that could have attributed to you being where you're at right now? Yep. But are you allowing those circumstances to dictate your life or are you taking control of it? Because if you're just using that, like some bad thing happened, I broke my hip. I could have been in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. I could have not done all the work and spent every fucking day in the gym for how long? I don't even know how long. Since 2013. Four to five days a week in the gym. Lifting weights, doing cardio. And I had no idea what I was doing. No clue what I was doing. I'd spend 45 minutes on the elliptical. I mean, my cardiovascular health was fantastic. But like 45 minutes on the elliptical is pretty much nothing. It doesn't like give you good results. But I lifted weights too. So I did both. So the weightlifting is what really made the biggest difference in my rehab. I was able to build strength, build muscle, and rehab back from that. I understand completely why breaking a hip is a mortal injury for somebody who is in later years in life. Because the recovery is ridiculous. It's so hard. But it set me down a path of like, okay, I can do this. And I was scared. I was so scared that something bad was going to happen and I'll be damned. I don't, I don't like other people taking care of me. I didn't want to be a burden to other people. Like I needed to be able to be self-sufficient. So that's why I changed everything. I changed everything. And then we moved and I like wasn't able to, okay, I was able, but like it was a serious commitment to drive to independence from our house now. It's like, sorry, I got to get some checks done talking too fast and like is dry I'm probably dehydrated I guess I don't know how I'm drinking enough water today I'm like three quarters of a gallon in whatever but when we moved I fell off the wagon and I stopped going to the gym every day and man you know what <laughs> I gained 40 pounds like that because I was bummed out because I couldn't go and I'm saying that in air quotes because I chose not to I chose to um, sit and get distracted by other things and not take my health seriously. And I ballooned back up, man. I was fat. And like, I'm not saying that to throw shade on anybody else, but I was, I was fat. I weighed 189 pounds and I was fucking fat. I look at the picture. You can look at the picture and don't be nice. Be honest. I was fucking fat and I felt like garbage. All the time. I was tired all the time. 
had no energy, had no motivation to do anything. And then one fine day, I was like, fuck this. Oh my God, what are you doing? You're slipping right back. You're falling back into old habits. And it was worse. So I got my ass in gear again. And I haven't stopped since then. And what really, what really helped me was setting that first carrot. For whatever reason, I decided I'm going to run a half marathon. I gave myself a carrot. I gave myself something to work towards. It scared the life out of me. Go run a half marathon, 13.1 miles, when I had, had, never, had never even run a 5K. I was a sprinter and middle distance runner in high school. And this was 2000-something. I'd already been out of high school for 20 fucking years. And I'm going to go run a half marathon? Who the hell do I think I am? Well, guess what? I did it. And then I did another. And then I did another. And then I did another. And I did a bunch of smaller races. And then I decided I was going to do a half Ironman. And I know some of you guys have seen the picture up, whoop, up on the wall. And I've shared it on my social feed of my happy ass coming across the finish line in Des Moines. On that not 70.3 because there was a weather delay. So we didn't do the full distance. So I still have yet to do a full 70.3 still annoyed that means more swim training and I don't like swimming but I gave myself another carrot to chase after because I ain't done yet like I still am breathing I'm breathing in and breathing out taking in oxygen every day I'm not done and part of the reason why I share so much about the things that I've done and the 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 races and stuff like that is it necessary no it's not necessary but you know what it pushes me and it pushes other people because it shows that it can be done. I'm 46 years old and I have a really big goal here in the next four years. Really big. And I don't know if I'll accomplish it or not, but you damn better bet I'm going to try. And I'm going to work towards it. So give yourself a carrot. Today is the 17th of November. We have, what, a month and a half until the new year. If you are sitting there saying to yourself and to your friends and to whoever, I don't give a fuck, that you're going to get started at January 1, new year, new me. All right, I'm going to tell you what, if you are waiting until January 1st to start this, you are going to fail because you're procrastinating it now. You're going to start, you're going to get two weeks in, you're going to say, fuck this, this is too hard. You're going to quit. If you're procrastinating it now, if you haven't already started, if you're not starting right now, today, today, not tomorrow, today, you're going to fail if you wait until January 1. I'm just, it's facts. It is just facts. Because New Year's resolutions are bullshit. Okay, there I said it. New Year's resolutions are bullshit. New Year, new me, blah, fucking blah, whatever. It's horseshit, and you know it. And you know it every single year you do it. You get started and then it gets hard and you just say, fuck it, and you go back to your old ways. You can't change unless you change. And the only person that can change it is you, is me. I'm the only person that can change me. That's it. I'm the one that has to put in the work. I put in a lot of work, you guys. It's exhausting, but it's energizing and it is so fulfilling and it's so awesome to hear people say to me, 
you really inspire me. You help push me because I see you doing all this stuff and it makes me want to do it. That's awesome. That is what I'm here for. Like, I am so here for that. Like, it's selfish of me to think that, but it makes me feel really good. If putting out there and doing the things that I do and choosing the hard, I choose the hard on purpose because if you don't choose the hard, you know what you're going to get? Harder. That's fucking facts. And let me tell you, it is no picnic breaking a hip. No picnic. If you need to ask somebody else to get somebody else's opinion, um, anybody else that's had that happen to them, they're going to tell you the same thing. And that's why I talk about this so much. That's why I dove into, I mean, I really had no business becoming somebody who coaches other people. What experience do I have? What, what qualifications do I have? I'm working on them, but really nothing other than life experience and my belief in myself and my belief in other people and knowing that if I can do it, you can do it. But do not wait. Don't wait until Monday. Don't wait until January 1. Get your ass off the couch. Go take a fucking walk if you haven't done anything today. Go pick up a set of dumbbells and go do some moves. If you need some, I mean, like, I share workouts all the time. The one I shared yesterday, holy Jesus, man. I hurt so bad today. But here's the thing. Like, you don't have to do everything to the T, to the letter, to the weight that I do it. I've been doing this for a while. There are people out there that stop my ass in the dirt. I don't do what they do. I make it my own. And I make it so that I push myself enough to make progress. Because if you're still doing the same stuff, like, okay, say you start in a spin class and you've been doing a spin class for, say, a year. If you've not moved your starting base gear, your easy up at all, the only person you're cheating is yourself. If you're still doing the same intensity, the only person you're cheating is yourself. You have to make it harder. You have to make it hard on purpose. Because if you don't make it hard on purpose, you ain't going to grow. That's just, that's just the way it works. Does it suck? Yeah, sure, it sucks. But is it hard? Yep, sure is hard. Like, I want to, I wanted to cry this morning because when I got on spin class or in on my spin bike this morning, because I taught class at 6 a.m. after that vicious ass workout I did yesterday and I wanted to die. I wanted to just fucking cancel class. I had two people in class this morning because one was out with a headache and the other one, <sighs> Jen, a snooze button got her today. But <laughs> so there were only two of us, well, three of us counting me, but I can't not show up for them. And I'm not going to like totally hold back because, and, and maybe I should, maybe I should take it a little easier when I instruct, but man, it messes me up because if I'm not putting out the same effort that they're putting out, how can I expect them to, you know, push? That's bullshit. That's hypocritical in my opinion. I don't teach like that. I'm doing it. Like if you're doing it and I'm asking you to do it, I'm probably doing it too. So that's the way it works. Unless it is the soccer girls, because like most of the time I don't work out with them because then mass chaos ensues. It's chaos. Sometimes I'll jump in, but like <laughs> not, not, I don't do all of it because they need some supervision and sometimes they need some redirection and like 
I want to string them up. But I love them. I, I do. I love them. They're they're like my surrogate daughters. They're a riot. Oh my god, they're a riot. And I miss them already. It's only been a couple weeks. I mean, I was tired. I was ready for a break, but I miss little shits. So, anyways, I did see. Um, I shared in my stories today um, a post from the Mac in Cedar Ra- or in Cedar Rapids. Uh, it's the Mac CR is their Instagram handle. The Mac CR, I think, is what it is. Anyways, it's shared in my stories. They are offering uh, no dues until January one. So. If you are in the Cedar Rapids-ish area and you're looking for a gym and your excuse is the dues, um, no more excuse. There you go. I'll just fix that for you. Go. Get there. Go. Or do stuff at home. There's so much shit online. You can go to fitnessblender.com and you can punch in. Like you, There's all kinds of different selections you can make and you can create your own workouts there. If you want to focus on arms, if you want to focus on abs, if you want to do a full body, if you want to do legs, whatever. There are millions of YouTube videos. There are, the options are endless. If you tell me you can't find something, you are full of shit because you ain't looking. And if you still can't figure out what you need to do, then come talk to me. I do not charge for personal training. I help people right now. Like, I'm not certified personal trainer. I can't charge you for personal training. Like, I'm not going to get on a Zoom, on a scheduled Zoom and do workouts with you unless I want to. Or, you know, I have thrown up, like, we've done open gyms and, like, nobody shows up because I don't know. Why? 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 Is Are you scared? Are you afraid? Like, I'm not going to, if you're scared to come work out with me because I'm, like, brash and I swear and... You know, I'm, I push and I'm loud. That's dumb. Stop being a pussy. You'll be fine. I do not. I mean, I coach third and fourth grade girls. Okay. They can handle me. If they can handle me, I think you can handle me. It's not that bad. I'm not that mean. I'm not mean. I am going to push you and I am going to test you and I am going to like encourage you But I'll tell you what I'm also going to do is I'm also going to show you that you're a hell of a lot more capable of doing a lot more stuff than what you think you can. That is facts. That is facts. Oops. See, there you go. Bump that mic again. Sorry, guys. It's, it seems really overwhelming, but all you have to do is pick a place to start and just go. Just do anything. Just do anything. And if you have questions, damn it, say something to me. I am so happy to help people. Like I give any kind of knowledge that I have, I freely share it. Because there's so many things. I don't fad diet. I don't do any of that stuff. I I mean, I I liked doing keto. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed keto when I did keto for a little while. Last Was it last year? Yeah, I think last year, year before. I don't fucking remember. Anyways, um, but I like bacon <laughs> and avocados. Fats are good. So, but it's that's not something that I like push. If you are, great. I don't care. I can still help you if you have questions. I understand that. If you, you know, eat on a Mediterranean diet, great. That's cool. We can work with that. It's, it's whatever you want. Okay, what you really want. And that's what you have to decide is what you really want. What do you really want? 
because you're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to work and you're going to have to give up some things. You don't have to give up everything. I don't ask you to give up everything. Like I still eat pizza and I still drink beers. You don't have to give up everything. I don't eat pizza a lot of times because it kind of messes with my guts, but you know, I still do. I'm human. You, there, nothing is like off limits. I don't know of anything that's off limits because it's life. And if you restrict yourself too much, it's just going to cause problems. It just is. I mean, if you're doing 75 hard, then, you know, you've got restriction and, and that's fine, whatever, but they're self-imposed. So you do what you do and it's for a short period of time, but I'm not asking you to give up chocolate for the rest of your life. I would never do that because like somebody tried to do that to me. I was like, that's them's fighting words. We're going to, we're going to duel over that. <laughs> All right, you guys, I've been on here for almost 45 minutes and I am going to go ahead and bounce. Um, I guess, I don't know if that was really why the fitness, but kind of is WTF on a Thursday, a day late. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Just decide. You have to make the decision. You can do it. I don't care who you are. I don't care what life circumstances you have. It doesn't matter. You're, unless you're a vegetable laying in a hospital bed, hooked up to machines, you have no excuse. You can do something. Something. Even if you can't do everything that I can do, I can't do everything that other people can do. Like those toe-to-bar things, mm. your girl is out. And like a straight, non-assisted pull-up, nope, no thanks, not doing it, can't do it. I gotta have bands, I'm a wuss. You know, work in progress, work in progress, that's what it is. And uh, after burp-tember, I just gotta say this, after burp-tember, I added push-ups to that workout yesterday, and I'm like, what the fuck, why are push-ups so hard? Because I don't do them. That's why. They were getting easier as I did all those burpees through October that I cussed about 2,415 of them or whatever number it was. I don't even remember now. But they do get easier because I was doing them every day. And then guess what? I didn't do anything. No burpees, no push-ups, nothing until yesterday. That's yesterday was the 16th. That's two solid weeks of no push-ups. And in two solid weeks of no push-ups, like push-ups fucking suck. So for the rest of, I don't even know, time, every single day, 20 push-ups, a minimum of 20 push-ups. And it was funny because Danielle and I were doing that workout yesterday and I'm like, why did I put push-ups in this? They suck so bad. And she's like over there, she was dying too because she doesn't do them every day either anymore. And I'm like, idiot. And we just bust out laughing because it works. I'm like, an idiot. So then I'm like at the end, I'm like, and I asked her, I'm like, why are push-ups so fucking hard? She's like, we don't do them every day. That's why you have to do them every day or, you know, multiple days a week. You have to stay practiced at them or they just suck. And I just lost video. So I guess there's that. It's fine. Whatever. Um, so 20 push-ups a day. That's what we're doing from here on out. So do not wait until January 1. If you want to succeed, if you really want to succeed, don't wait. Get your ass out there and get it done. That's all I got for you guys today. Keep the dirty side down and I will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate you guys so much. 
really. Honestly, I do. Have a kick-ass day.